are now listening to Hint of Lemon. Hey, welcome to Hint of Lemon. By the way, it's been quite a while since my last episode. If I'm a little rusty, bear with me. So today's episode, I've gotten to know this guy pretty well throughout the years. I guess you can call him my cousin-in-law. Yeah, roughly, cousin, cousin roughly cousin-in-law. Yeah, well, we're just saying cousin now because it's it's been that <laughs> long. So despite the fact that he lives in the Bay Area, it's always a good time when this guy's in town. So just cracking up, making stupid jokes. Always good vibes, bro. <laughs> we'll listen like we'll just vibe out to music just be fucking clowns like that's the beauty in our relationship i think because you know we're being ourselves and we don't we embrace it so every time he's in town can never forget that we we gotta grub out anywhere like that's that's usually the goal when you're here anywhere and everywhere dude and we always gotta end it with bubble tea somehow like that's why i fucking love i love it when you guys are in town because it's it's literally a vacation for us as well oh yeah dude so from that to just kicking it late nights just shooting shit about just talking about life i think that's um, another thing about just our cousinship that the little time that we've kind of known each other in person especially makes it even more better because you know we always talk about hot topics or almost about anything you know at the surface this guy is very goofy at the end of the day he's just very down to earth and respectable guy and i also know that you've also have your ups and downs throughout your life without giving away too much i just want to introduce you guys to cjed aka hella basa what's up bro (laughs) what's up bro how you feeling about this? Good. Feel good. Feel good. I said I was a little nervous about this because, you know, <laughs> I've I've been away from the mic for a while, but also I think I just want to pay respect to what you've been through, but also just embrace you as well because going over how this podcast is, it's just being able to highlight everybody, you know, whatever the fuck you've been through. Oh yeah. It's also cool cuz you're able to see how I perceive you, but be able to correct me too because everyone has their own narrative i kind of want to give you that that empowerment oh yeah most definitely bro so how's everything i i know you've been working throughout the pandemic which i'm sorry that's kind of shitty dude that shit sucked ever since the pandemic last year been working every day towards it even through our cuts and all i mean we're getting good stuff out of it like extra pay and whatnot like especially in the beginning that was the worst of it because no one knew how to react to all the new guidelines and guidelines would change yeah. damn near every day. So we were having like meetings every day before work on catching us up on what's going on, what's going down, yeah. new guidelines and all that. Stressful, man. <laughs> you said somebody got sick, right? At some point? Oh, uh, dude. No, like I think the worst of it was after Thanksgiving last year, 2020, dude. Yeah. We had two to three cases a week for a good month, month and a half. It like super spiked and like damn near everybody got sick. God damn. Yeah. It's still a blur to me, but I felt like that last year just passed by so quick, dude. (laughs) Where'd it go, man? (laughs) No, somebody said like when I refer to last year, I'm referring to 2018 or 2019. I was like, (laughs) all right, chill. Yeah. Yeah. I I refer to it as a 2019 BC now. BC? 2019 before coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start using that now. My God. BC, man, before corona. (laughs) (laughs) 
as the new BC. That part is really shitty, but do you have any any uh, fun opportunities or projects or, you know, any new hobbies? No, nah, just playing games. Yeah. That's, that's just been my outlet for, like, getting away from work, just playing a lot of video games, photography, all that. Target. Target. <laughs> Gotta do the weekly Target run, you know. <laughs> Target is this guy's weakness, I swear to God. <laughs> But yeah, gaming though, because I know yeah. that's a big thing that we've really bonded over. Yeah. Again, he's in the Bay Area, but when we game, like we game super hard. Not as often, thankfully, yeah. because we got our <laughs> shit to do. Would you say gaming is kind of what keeps you most grounded, especially during this time? Oh yeah, definitely, dude. Like it's like one of those escapes. I can escape reality and go into like my own little world, yeah. playing whatever I'm playing, whether it be a story game, multiplayer, whatever. But yeah, it's a good distraction, I guess you can say, because with everything that is going on, it's just like you need to like stay level headed somehow. I mean, it keeps me grounded, so which is nice. I think the best part is that you just kind of take out frustration. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know if it's if this is how you experience it. I'm pretty big on Warzone still. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you have your uh, your feelings about that <laughs> game. <laughs> Warzone would make me rage so fucking hard, dude. That's like, what I'm saying, but at the same time, it's it's kind of... It gets shit off your chest. It's kind of sick, but I kind of <laughs> need it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's so high stress that it kind of allows me to put, like, my real frustrations into, oh, yeah, like, sure. pushing somebody. I mean, yeah, Battle Royales, it's so, like, stressful playing them. Yeah, I love it. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. What's usually your day-to-day, like, besides going to work, how do you usually... uh? you know kick back and whatnot yeah mainly photography just hanging out with friends and loved ones especially with covid cherish the time that you had with everybody because like true, true. i remember the last time i saw my grandma was like last year because yeah, like yeah. She, she's old dude she's like 90 something years old and like i haven't seen her since covid because it's she's high risk for that so it kind of just puts it into perspective how like important quality time with your family and your friends are you know yeah I don't know about you, but I feel like with video chat, don't hit the same anymore. It's I don't not, know. dude. I remember beginning of COVID, everybody was just doing video chat for like birthdays and all that. Super hyped about it and everything. Yeah. I remember <laughs> this is funny again with the gaming thing Uh, for my birthday last year. Oh, that's, Mariah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you there? Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, dude. So this is kind of going off like how crazy the pandemic was yeah. and, you know, it still is, but. Yeah. how a uh, online connection but yeah good so like this was like april last year when it was super still locked down nothing open except for grocery stores essential business it was my birthday and then uh my girlfriend she just she was like hey this was when animal crossing was super big still yeah, so yeah. she's like hey come over to my island and i was like what the fuck why and then <laughs> i just hop in there go into her house to the bottom floor and then she turns on the light and all these motherfuckers just pop out and we're like happy birthday <laughs> it's like oh shit. she she put up cabinets in like the garage or the basement, the basement and we yeah. all hid behind there it was that very was good that was very like quarantine that. but it was so fitting <laughs> That was the peak days of Animal Crossing. (laughs) So let's just kind of hop into it now. Yeah. What's the first memory that you have of meeting me or, you know, my family or whatever? Damn, dude. I'll give you my piece, but I'm curious, like, how far your memory goes back. How far it goes? Dude, I remember, like, you coming to the bay and then we going to see, like, the Golden Gate Bridge and all that. I was like, I was still skinny at the time. That's how long it was. (laughs) Well, we were like, what, though? We're 14? Dude, 15? I felt like I was like a freshman. Maybe. Don't, damn, that was a long time ago. It was. But it feels like longer. Yeah, it feels longer for some reason. But I remember that, like, you, your fam, my fam, just yeah. 
you guys drove over here too i remember that yeah it was like a little road trip yeah we came there for the first time and yeah you know we met you and your sister and i was just kind of like i don't really know you guys oh one one other thing you remember playing fight night fight night (laughs) xbox 360 yeah yeah dude yeah dude i remember that that's one of my earliest memories of you I remember fucking hood CJ. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, hold on. Let me let me paint the picture. You you had very baggy <laughs> clothes. I don't know why, but I remember your your purple shirt with black track jacket. Oh yes. Yeah, I remember that outfit with the white Air Forces with the purple <laughs> laces, man. <laughs> I don't is purple's purple's your color, right? Purple's my color. Okay, it's okay. been my color since like forever, but I remember um the 2xl tall white tees <laughs> from Foot Locker, man that's what i'm saying like it was the baggy era like yeah. mind you this is 2000s right because yeah, rj this is like really early 2000s probably like not even 2010 yet dude probably like 08 07 i don't think rj could uh could speak full sentences by then so it was, yeah, it was a long so. time ago he was still watching spider-man in the car dude <laughs> <laughs> with his spider-man underwear rj i hope you hear this just so that we can embarrass you and then uh, i remember you had the bangs drooping over the forehead oh yeah dude the gelled hair bro <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. this is rant this is random but uh i remember we ate at like some filipino spot and then this motherfucker comes out of the bathroom and he's like yeah i just kind of tagged up this spot <laughs> and i was like yo are you serious because i took a piss after and i'm like what if they think it's me <laughs> Do you remember oh, that? Dude, I remember that. That was at the buffet, dude. That was at the buffet. I remember that shit. Oh my god! And I came in. I started looking at her. I was like, "Dude, this guy tagged the whole wall." <laughs> Damn. That's that's just back in the day. You're not like that. That's no back in the not like that no more, man. We grew up. We grew up. <laughs> All right. So, how about some memorable or just funny or cherishing memories that you have of obviously not just me but you know just how all of us in seattle like what are some Um, that you kind of keep in mind dude honestly just every trip i make out there is memorable dude it's like so welcoming out there like you guys just treat us like we live there of course like basically and then like i remember the first time i took mariah to seattle she was like when are we going back i was like (laughs) (laughs) we'll go back soon (laughs) no it's gonna be a good time once everything's you know somewhat cleared yeah, for sure. I do remember, I think when I look back at like our cousinship, I always yeah. think of just, again, eating out is a is a big thing, but just chilling. I think just, an, again, the nice thing about having you over is that we can literally go through our day to day and you'd be, oh, yeah. you'd be cool with it. And I think that's the best yeah, yeah, part yeah. about you. Yeah, dude. Like when I'm out there, I don't mind what we do. We don't have to do anything extravagant or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, even if we go out to eat, dude, like some katsu burger, bro, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> some poachies what's up <laughs> and what is it about that i i don't know if anyone's pinpointed it like this but i kind of think of it as like a hawaiian vibe i mean you're not hawaiian at all but <laughs> but it's interesting oh, because <laughs> i've never been to hawaii but yeah. for some reason you give off that hawaiian vibe where it's like anything's chill and i'm like all right i'm with it like i'm not stressed out that's hella funny you uh mentioned that because like i remember the first or second time i went to hawaii like, I was just shopping at, like, some store, and then they're like, hey, where do you live at? I was like, in California? She's like, no, on the island. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, they thought I lived there. And yeah. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not from here. And it's like, oh, shit. You, like, give off the vibe that you, like, you live here. I was like, oh, shit. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like there's a, it's very relaxed, and yeah, I don't know if you're calm on the inside, but <laughs> it's, it's more of, like, you're just kind of easygoing, which is a nice change of pace, because, you know. I feel like a lot of us get caught up in like, you know, I got to do this and, you know, to-do lists yeah. and priorities. 
not that you don't have priorities or anything, but it's more yeah. of like you're able to kind of take the backseat when you want to. Yeah. Like, honestly, like if I'm not urgently having to do something, I'm just just go with it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have plans. Like, just whatever happens, just happens. Just take it easy. <laughs> yeah, take it for what it is. I think that's the yeah, thing exactly. to take away, which is, again, every time you're in town, it's literally relax mode, which is nice because relaxing for you here is relaxing for us. For me, like a lot of people for vacation, they put an itinerary. I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to go here. And then they try to fit a bunch of shit into like a week. But I know I want to go to certain places. Like I want to try this food spot. I want to go take pictures here. But like, I'm not going to like dread over it if I'm not going to go. Yeah. I'll just do whatever because like I'm on vacation to relax, you know. Is your family like that? I'm actually curious if you uh, <sighs> you take family vacations like that because that's how oh, God, we did. Um, and that's why I'm like how I am now, which is kind of like you. Like, I just kind of do a couple things and I'm I'm good for the rest of the day. My mom, especially if she's <laughs> if it's like at a new spot she's never been before. She's like, OK, she's going to try to fit 10 things at once in one day. And I'm like, I just want to eat there. I want to go there. I want to go there. But like, I'm not tripping over it if I don't. And you just end up exploring. I think that's like the nice part. Oh, that's part the best part, location, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's the best part. Just like, not like get lost, but like kind of get lost and just explore. See what the locals see, you know? Like non-stressful at all, too. Yeah, exactly. Like all for like going like super crowded places just to see something like. For like 10 minutes. For 10 minutes, like, exactly. And then you're like, okay, that was it. <laughs> sometimes it's for the flex of seeing it, though. But it might I, be. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it anymore. Just go take know. an Instagram picture leave. <laughs> what it is man basically yeah and yeah ultimately i think the best part is that again when we do see each other it's it's literally we just kind of pick up from where we left off yeah dude it's all love man good vibes always like even if it's a couple years like we still hit each other up via text (laughs) or whatever so it's not like hey remember me it's never like that which is the best part yeah that's good uh we were able to put bullshit aside which is what i put down because i feel like being able to catch up is you know we can do that in like a couple seconds and it's like all right let's just go from then on but i feel like it's just important to have that in your life because you know it's just you can have your guard down and not really care i mean i hope you can have that with family but it's more of like just having those kinds of friendships and relationships is important because yeah you always got to check on your friends man yeah you got to check on them every now and then because like you don't know what people are going through funny that you say that because that's one thing that we'll cover today just kind of recapping everything so this is kind of my piece of why i invited cjet in the first place um so again i've known you for if what feels like forever something like that. almost two decades man and i think the best part again is that we just have a non-judgment approach to each other and oh yeah for sure we can bring up anything and maybe you'll get a be like that's fucking <laughs> random but it's like we don't actually bat an eye about it it's like yeah right, let's, it's like we could literally talk about whatever dude like you know we'll, we'll talk about gaming we'll talk about you know yeah girls i guess i don't know <laughs> like fucking bullshit in life you know yeah problems with our jobs you know we've had those yeah. like kinds of real talks that you kind of need to really i guess make sense of things because sometimes it's always good to check in with somebody and be like hey i'm going through this shit have you dealt with something like this in your life and they could give their like input or advice or whatever they need yeah you know? and it's also with the perception that everyone's been through something a certain degree of something But that's still important to pass along or talk about. 
I think that's a big thing with you. You know, we've always been able to connect on some deeper level shit, I like to think. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like you're able to give me a piece of advice that I probably wanted to push aside and really not listen to but you know you kind of give it that 100 like snap you back into reality right yeah Yeah, and so you know it's always good to have that kind of person in your life and definitely help me manage some shit in my life and hopefully me with you as well of course dude always again it's funny to have those conversations with you because one thing to point out is that we've had some pretty different upbringings like i'm a pretty suburban seattleite (laughs) i'm pretty fucking sheltered for the most part as a kid at least and yeah one thing to keep in mind is that i didn't have that asian american influence either and i don't know how that's affected me throughout my life but i think that's just interesting comparing to you because you know you're in the bay area hello filipinos right hello filipinos in my area right now yeah yeah like in the city it was when i lived in the city still it was like it was more vietnamese cambodians all that yeah. I think it's interesting too because that kind of gives you a better self of your own identity. Oh yeah, for sure. It's interesting cuz uh you have a very prideful way about being Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> Reflect that on, you know, people in my area. It's a little different because, you know, you yeah. have that white experience where it's like, "Oh, you're clearly different." And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically what I'm getting at is that you have a good sense of identity and so uh-huh. That's really cool to see because I feel like once a person kind of has that, regardless of whatever their race is, yeah, they're able to have a, I guess, a more non-biased and fresh perspective on life. Oh yeah, for sure. I may like, be stretching that a little bit, no, but you're, that's you're, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. It definitely does. Because it's like, you know, there's no insecurity. Not that we don't have insecurities, but it's like you kind of have that fresh perspective. I'll just kind of leave it at that. Yeah. Ultimately, like you're a guy with really good intentions, just a kind dude at heart. And especially we always have that warm sense of family. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's all love, dude. That's what it is. Right. So it's like every time we hang out, you know, just see Jed's in town. Like he's just... (laughs) One of us. He's not just a guest. He's just. <laughs> this is like damn near I live there. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just saw him last weekend or something. That's basically what it feels like. Like, yeah. even if I haven't been there for a couple of years, yeah. as soon as I arrive, it's like I just like saw you guys last week or something. It's nice. So one of the main reasons why I invited CJ. Again, I kind of went on a tangent there, but <laughs> so one thing that some people may not know is that he has a. Uh, how do you like to put it? Whichever. Tourette's, Tourette's syndrome, TS, whatever you want to call it. Same thing. Yeah. How would you like to kind of explain what that is? Because um, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. And yeah. I know some people have some perceptions of it. I mean, call it ignorant, whatever. Yeah. I want to know how you define that. On paper, it's like a neurological disorder that just, in short, just gives you uncontrollable tics mm-hmm. and tics can range anywhere from motor tics which is a uh, physical movement mm. to vocal tics which is like what you would probably be more more used to used mm. to seeing mm. is like when people swear or if they make like whistles like clicks all that that's like the more the more known tics mm. but yeah there are also motor tics where like you can like punch in the air or like twitch your eye stuff like that yeah that's the gist of it think of it as Trying to stop a tick is almost like trying to stop yourself from sneezing mid-sneeze. That's how hard it is to control it. Yeah, That's a good way to put it. Yeah. First of all, thanks for clarifying that because a lot oh, yeah, of people, sure. I guess it kind of sucks because, you know, in media and whatever, they kind of portray, you know, I guess a stereotype of it. Yeah. You know, people swear really loud and you yeah, know, that's yeah. not necessarily the case. 
Well, that's the thing, too, is that, like, thanks to social media, like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever, it's becoming more widely known what it is compared to, like, say, 10, 20 years ago, 10, 15 years ago or something. Yeah. Because, like, before, the only time I'd see anything with Tourette's is, like, in a movie and they're making fun of it. But now, like, you see people on TikTok just posting them, like, I mean, they're still trying to make fun of it, but doing it in, like, a like a more wholehearted way yeah like, it's a little comedic but at the same time it's yeah. still bringing awareness you know? yeah exactly i also think of like sweet anita oh yeah on twitch yeah, yeah which is interesting because it's like she has like full-blown tourettes and i don't yeah <laughs> i don't know if she has meds for that but it's yeah. it, it's pretty severe but the thing i found with her too is she develops new ones really fast really like if she i know like some people with tourettes they develop new ticks really fast like if huh. they hear a tick from another person with Tourette's it just like clicks in their mind and they're like okay I'm gonna start doing this oh, and then that's it's, it's kind of weird dude it's like yeah. kind of contagious ticks it's weird that's weird it happens <laughs> I'm curious how they deal with that then yeah that yeah. sounds a little more severe but like thankfully with me uh, I've been through a lot of like medication like I've tried probably dozens of them and the one I'm on now is uh as you can tell it works really well <laughs> yeah but I've been on this one for like since late high school mm. so since like 2011 or so so again i don't like to frame it as this and i apologize like i don't mean this in a disrespectful way but oh you're good dude i think it's cool how people don't see you just as that and yeah for sure that's another reason why i bring these kinds of things up because yeah i don't like people thinking of a certain person as a certain condition or disorder or whatever yeah like it doesn't define them you know exactly and that's why i think it's powerful for you to even explain what it is and then Mm -hmm. um, again we'll go into how you've dealt with that yeah kind of reeling it back in though the beauty is that you never let that define you and yeah i've i've been aware of it and just to let you guys know this is actually the first time we're talking about this (laughs) that's true (laughs) but i think the power is that i've never in my head and maybe that's just me i've never let that define you like you're more than that to me you know what i mean oh yeah dude i appreciate that and so it's it's like i acknowledge it but what's also cool is that you seem like you're at peace with it where it's like you don't let that define you either well yeah that's the thing is like i had a hard time with it growing up but as soon as you accept that you have it is when you find peace with it. Mm. Like I have it. I, I can't do anything about it. So just accept it and just take it as that. And then you'll, you'll be good. It's cool that you're saying that because, you know, at this age, I mean, I'd be hoping a lot of us have kind of managed whatever we have and kind of accept yeah. what we have. It's cool to hear you be at peace with that because I feel like we can dive a little deeper in to see like what kind of led you to that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're basically brushing it off at this point, but clearly that's <laughs> I'm sure again, you've been through whatever to even get to this point. So I think it's really, oh, yeah, cool I've been through that. lots yeah. of downs with it Yeah, just to like finally come at peace with it, you know? Yeah. Again, from there. And then I want to kind of touch base on how you've the point that you have accepted it and then ultimately just embrace who you are, because again, that's how I see you. Eventually that led to you being more expressive in your work photography we can touch base on later okay sounds good in a nutshell how would you say your childhood was like what was the life in the bay for you um it was weird because like i grew up in a not so safe neighborhood a lot of i i here's the thing is i didn't know that it wasn't a safe neighborhood until Mm. i brought a friend over from middle school and Mm. was like 
oh shit you live here <laughs> i was like what's wrong with it i was like it's like it's dangerous so i was like yeah oh, i didn't know it's like i grew up with this so i was desensitized to it like crackheads smoking crack on the corner yeah. gang members all that shit but like it didn't define me so i just took it as it was Right. And as a kid, I mean, this goes along with everybody. You don't really realize what you grew up in until like you're, you know, a little bit older and you actually a little bit older, like college. And so you're like, you see where other people come from. Like, damn, like you're you got a car for your 18th birthday. It was like, I didn't get shit. You literally go through (laughs) everything you've been through and you're like, wait, that wasn't normal. (laughs) Yeah. Right. How would you describe yourself as a kid back then? I don't um, know. Let's just clump it from six to preteens, whatever. Um, I was I was a really shy kid. Mm. I'll put it at that. I was a shy kid, and I developed Tourette's around sixth grade, mm. and that made me even more shy because I didn't want to be like. That's when my tics were really bad. Like I literally like yell it out. Mm. But that's when I got like I didn't want any attention drawn to me like i just wanted to put my hood on put my head down like i don't want to talk to anybody because like i don't want to make a fool of myself you know yeah i just during that time i was just just super shy bring me through that experience of when you realize that what you were dealing with was a little different from your classmates were dealing with well like when i found out i had it my parents didn't know what it was yeah my like they were like why are you doing that like stop it you can control it like what little did I know I couldn't, it would take a hit on me in school. Like I wouldn't be able to focus as much because I focused so much on trying to control my tics that I wouldn't listen to what the teacher was saying. And I took a hit on that. And the hardest for me, like middle school, high school was substitute teachers Hmm. because if the teacher forgot to write a note that had Tourette's and I had an outburst, yeah, like they would be like, Hey, stop it. Be quiet. Right. Then that would like piss me off. That's nothing. It made me like an angry child. Dude. Right, right. <laughs> I would literally cuss him out and then just walk out the class and then wait to like go somewhere, go eat something, go smoke a cigarette until like my next class. And then I'll go to my next class. Yeah. That was the hardest time for me was was school, especially high school, because you know how kids are like. Right. They just <laughs> uh, I don't know the word for it. So. Zero filter because. Yeah, exactly. Again, it's it's ignorance. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And, you yeah. know kind of going back to what you're talking about before like like nowadays especially like different kinds of conditions are kind of publicized and yeah for sure i'm gonna say unfortunately because sometimes they put it in a comedic manner and it's just kind of like man come on now like i thought we're past that yeah it's like easy laughs they're trying to get an easy laugh right. out of people but it's like it's a weird approach of bringing awareness to it though yeah yeah it definitely is but because it's like you're basically making fun of the people who have it and then even worse if that person who posted didn't you know didn't deal with it or whatever but yeah exactly so kind of going towards that experience how did you kind of deal with that in those earlier stages yeah this was before i like tried any medication like i think the best way to cope for me was like music at the time yeah i'd have my headphones on full blast and i wouldn't I'd just be thinking about the song, you know, I wouldn't be thinking about my tics or whatnot. And it would keep me calm because before little things would like trigger it. So quiet rooms triggered it. Mm. Stress triggered it. Too much caffeine triggered it. If I thought about it, it triggered it like stuff like that. Yeah, that was that was my best way to cope. But before it was just isolate myself or listen to music. I couldn't really get away from it, really, because no matter what I did, it was still there. But I mean, it is what it is, you know, how long do you think it kind of took you to really get a hold of like what was going on 
and then learning those different coping skills because it's just interesting that surprisingly that was a pretty long list than I expected because yeah. you know some people can just say music and be that's it yeah um, I guess my question is how long did it take for you to even figure out those different outlets for you dude it took many years like oh another thing too I just remembered was uh gum helped me a lot mm. <laughs> like chewing gum like how so though I would be chewing it so. It would like keep my mouth busy, I guess you can say. And then so it'll like take my attention away from the tick rising. That was my biggest outlet actually like for coping with it was uh, was gum. That's why in high school I had like a doctor's note for me to be able to chew gum in class as like a medical condition or whatever. Right. That helped a lot. The gum, gum, candy, sunflower seeds, just anything to keep my mouth busy, you know. I mean, I'm kind of underplaying it, but once you kind of had a, a better control of that, you know, without meds, do you feel like you kind of were able to be more of yourself at a certain point without having the the fear of judgment that you... Yeah, and I, I just became, like, after I got medicine that actually worked for me, hmm. it helped a lot because I was like, I'd be more confident in myself and I can actually tell people, like, if they're like, oh, what's that? I can be like, oh, it's Tourette's. Like, I don't know if you heard of it and then explain it to them or whatnot. Hmm. Yeah, I think it wasn't until, like, I was, like, 19 when I fully accepted it you know so how was the conversation first when you started feeling comparing 19 to a little bit earlier i'm sure at some point you just kind of had to get in the mode of i hate to say it but i'm sure you kind of had to explain yourself in moments that you really didn't want to it's just kind of like fucking catch on motherfucker you know what i mean it's like clearly (laughs) i'm not clearly i'm not not yelling out for the sake of it you know what i mean yeah so Um, how, how did that those conversations are, you know, dude, when I was younger, that was the hardest conversation for me to have. I'd just be like, Oh, I didn't even tell people I had Tourette's at that time. Like I'd be like, Oh, I'm just, I have allergies. That, that was my thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was my thing. I had allergies. Like I'd be pretending to sneeze or cough or whatever. And then that's the most that I would tell them. I wouldn't actually tell them what was going on because most likely they don't know what it is and I don't want to explain myself and put myself out there. So no. And that's fair too, because you know, some people don't really deserve that explanation. And, and how did that conversation kind of go between you and, you know, the friends that you have developed around that age to, I guess we'll say 19. Here's the thing. It's like the older I got, the less I had to explain myself. Hmm. So the older I got, the more accepting people were of it, you know, like I didn't have to tell them. They just like, I have to tell them like, every one out of 10 or whatever but yeah yeah for the majority they'd be like okay like i'm pretty sure that's not normal but like i guess like he can't control it you know yeah that's for the most part like people wouldn't ask i guess they would be kind of uncomfortable to ask but they would just accept it for what it is because i that's what i'm saying too like socially it sucks as a kid because it's like one little difference kids are like what do you what the fuck like what the hell's wrong with (laughs) you especially like in a quiet classroom you know yeah like why'd you just cuss in front of the teacher i'm like (laughs) i don't know it was a sneeze bro I do have to ask and, you know, clearly I'm being playful with this, but have you yeah. ever cussed at somebody and, you know, it actually wasn't Tourette's and you were just... No, <laughs> I, I've, I've definitely cussed at somebody and just like, oh my bad, that's my Tourette's. And like, <laughs> like, fuck you, bitch. And it's like, oh no, sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> like, I've definitely done it. Was it specific where they're like, you bedwetter? And it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, I feel like I'm being disrespectful. Hold no, on. You're I'm good, so you're sorry. Good, you're good. That just reminds me of uh, the South Park episode when Cartman finds out about Tourette's. 
Does he, he just starts, do it purposely? Yeah, he does it purposely. Oh God, it was, it was pretty. It was a pretty funny episode. And then at the end of it, he started developing it. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to be insensitive there, but no, you're good, dude. I think again, the the thing about this is that it's it's intriguing to me because I'm sorry, but yeah, I know there's a lot of like dark stuff, you know that. Oh, yeah. you probably don't even want to mention, which is okay, but it's more of the fact that I'm so glad that at some point you were able to accept it. And yeah, reiterating my story before, like when we did meet you, uh-huh. honestly. I probably didn't cross my mind after a while. I, I literally thought you were just coughing loud or something. Yeah. And I don't know if you're medicated by then, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, maybe it speaks to my upbringing. It's like, if something's yeah. different, like, I'm not there to call it out. Yeah. If sure. anything, not to judge somebody about it. I mean, that's good. That's good. Right. And then I think it was cool, too, because... I noticed, you know, you kind of yelling out, but what I took from it was more of like, this kid's like around my age and we're literally bonding over video games and, (laughs) you know, just cracking random jokes. It's one of those things where it's like, it's interesting to me how people perceive Mm -hmm. you and most especially like, I'm also curious, like how you perceived yourself over the years. Yeah. Like that's where my mental health really took a toll on me. Like it, it started with Tourette's and then I had a little bit of OCD that developed and then sorry is this around 19 or is it just this was like Tourette's and like OCD started like 16 and then around 19 is when it got bad Mm. that's when my anxiety and depression were really bad like I didn't know what that was but I just started I just felt it one day out of nowhere and I was like dude what is this it's like I don't want to do anything it's like I feel fucking shitty I feel sad like I don't know what to do it's a little bit of everything, it sounds like. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. And I was like, damn. And that happened that happened for a while. Like hmm. I still struggle with it today, but it's more it's more tame now. Cause like when I was nineteen, that was that was I'm gonna be honest with you, that was the toughest time of my life, dude. Yeah. Because nineteen, like not a lot of people know this, cousins don't know this, but like only a handful. But when I was nineteen, dude, I almost took my life, bro. Yeah. Um I was on the way to work and I was at Bart and I damn near when the Bart was coming, I was just going to jump in front of it, dude, that day. But something just told me, don't do it. It's it's not your time. Like pull back. And then I felt something like pull me back. And I was like, okay, today's not the day. Yeah. And ever since then, I was like, I got to stop thinking about the future. Stop thinking about the past. Think about present. Worry about day by day like worry about what's in front of you right now not what's behind you what's in like in the future just take it day by day take your stresses day by day worry about right now don't worry about anything else but right now and the sooner i grasped that and accepted it my mental health just got so much better because i wasn't grieving over the past or like doling in the past or i'm not like thinking about what's in coming in the future like like oh i have this like interview next week but i'm like dude that's next week it's fine just mm. think about what you got to do today get through it and then get through tomorrow and get through it day by day don't like overwhelm yourself you know and one thing too is like just get shit done get what you need to get done and then just don't stress yourself over everything you know right like, don't take everything so seriously it's kind of cliche, but like go with the flow. Right. Yeah. Like it just, yeah, basically. First of all, I just want to acknowledge that you're able to share that. So, I mean, again, that's, 
it's not easy to share those kinds of things, but I also think there's so much power in that. And because of the fact that you've been through a dark place, I'm not even saying that specific moment, but clearly yeah. a lot of things kind of led up to that. Oh yeah. It was just like, it was like a snowball effect. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it just went downhill so fast and caught so much momentum that it felt like it was not going to stop. So at that moment, that's when I thought I'm done. Like I don't want it, but I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm glad you didn't either, man. Yeah. Because, yeah. dude, like, I've experienced so much, like, after that. Once you hit rock bottom, dude, there's nowhere to go up. So Exactly. I just went up from there. And let's been good, man. Got a new job. Got a job I love. Yeah. Got with my girlfriend of now almost five years, dude. So, yeah. like, things good. I'm not struggling. I have a roof over my head. I have food. I think the biggest part is that it just puts a lot into perspective, like, Taking a step back, though, I'm actually oh, yeah. curious, what would you say are some of the the hardships that really come to mind and led you to that dark moment? Would you say it's a mixture of dealing with family issues or TS or... For me, it was because at the time I was working at a restaurant. Hmm. I was cooking in a restaurant, so it was like super fast paced, high stress. I don't know. It was just... It wasn't like when I think about it now, it wasn't bad. But no, but once you're my, in it, I'm yeah, sorry, once you're yeah. in something, <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different experience, yeah. But I was like, the anxiety of it was what amplified it. So, just overthinking everything like, oh, am I gonna get this done? Oh, am I gonna get this done? Shit, I got this to do tomorrow. Oh, we got right. a big party tomorrow. Like, just the anxiety amplifying it just made things like 20 times worse, hmm. but they weren't like worse than what they were. And so fast forward into today, how would you say are some of the ways that you've kind of learned to cope with that? So clearly, you already made it clear, like, you're able to really have a fresh new perspective where it's like, take things for what it is. And maybe you've learned that, you know, through dealing with TS, and also through other life experiences, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Where it's kind yeah. of like, what I'm getting is that I feel like you've learned certain lessons throughout your life. And then after that point where it's like, okay. I really need to start living up to those things. Yeah. Living in the moment is what you said. Yeah. Taking things for what it is. Exactly. My outlets now, we can touch base on it, like photography. It just gives me such a... You know how in life, sometimes you feel out of control. But for me, photography, I can be as creative as I want to and have full control of everything. So it gives me a sense of control where I can create what I want to create and exactly how I want it to come out. So from composition to actually shooting to like editing, I can do it to my personal preference on how I want it to come out. So it gives you that sense of control, you know, so like a grasp of it. And would you say it's also a sense of judgment, too, because it's technically would you consider photography as art? Yeah. Or do you take a more art standpoint from it? You know what I mean? Yeah, because aren't um, there? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can do, I guess, any type of. It's not really seen as a hobby, is it? Is yeah, uh, form it, of it art. It could be seen as a. It could be a hobby and a form of art. Okay. For me, definition of art for me is any creative outlet, whatever it may be. It can be drawing, can be painting, can be photography, video, like any way you can express your creativity. I feel like anything you can do with that is called art for me. How did that even come about, just photography in general? Like, did you, how did you start? I'm actually curious. Oh, God. So I think it was like freshman or sophomore year in high school. I took a photography class. Mm, that's, like where just one that's where it semester. starts. That's where it starts. That's where it starts, boy. Oh, my God. And then, um, 
I just took that and I was like, okay, this is cool. Hold on. Did you have the dark room experience? Like you actually, I did not. It was all ah, digital. Fuck. Yeah, okay. I wish I had the dark room okay. experience, but, um, so I started like shooting for class and then my teacher was like, damn, stuff's actually like, like good. And then like some people like, cause they would put your pictures on the projector. Oh yeah. I remember this one photo I took. It was supposed to be a scene of like a sunrise through a window, like breakfast thing. And then some kid was like, you took that here? That looks like you took it at somebody's house like during the actual sunrise. And I was like, no, that was in the studio. I was like, oh, nice. damn. That's when I knew it kind of clicked with me. And then so I bought like, I think my birthday or Christmas that year, I bought like cheap, like $500 starter camera DSLR. Yeah. And I, I did that for a while. Got a lot of good photos with that. It was a good learning experience. And then I did like some maternity shoots, like engagement shoots with that. Dude, that camera like been through a lot. <laughs> and then it finally died on me like four, five, six years ago. Oh. So I stopped doing photography for a while. And then last year, I think I finally bought another camera. I saved up some money. I was rusty, dude. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what these settings are. This is all brand <laughs> new to me again. It's like, and I, I'm sure you can tell from like my Instagram feed. I'm starting to catch my, my swing again, you know, trying to get back in there. I mean, you definitely have a certain style, but I'm curious as a whole, like, how do you think photography has helped you out? It seems like a very important outlet to you. Yeah. I mean, expressing yourself is one thing, but how do you kind of treat photography is what I'm kind of pushing at. So do you feel like when you're having like a shit day, it's like photography allows you, for example, be more exploratory. You know what I mean? Because for me, like my experience with it is that it kind of allowed me to explore new things as in like explore a new place in town, for example. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's things like that. Like how has photography kind of been that kind of outlet for you? Well, for me, it's like there's two different things because sometimes I do shoots like portraits. Yeah. Uh, I like because I usually try to like dig deep into the person. Like I'd be like, what makes you click? Stuff like that. Like I'll start like like light and then really started deep dive in there okay you get to know somebody really even if i'm doing a shoot with a friend that i've known for years but like as you're talking while you're shooting it you get to connect on a deeper level i don't know it's kind of weird it's kind of therapeutic it's kind of like a therapy session yeah yeah Yeah, that helps a lot and for me i do other stuff like landscapes and like urban photography but i haven't been doing much of lately but that's always nice when i have like a free day from work and like i'm not hanging out with my girlfriend or like my family and it's just me i like to just grab my camera grab my headphones and then just walk around the city like just shoot everything i get to explore and then just but it kind of allows you to be in like your own world you feel like right it's like you just get lost in it you know Mm -hmm. and how much uh, of your art do you feel like you've actually publicized probably like 10 to 20 percent gets publicized a lot of it stays on my hard drive, on my computer, on my phone. And I only post like per shoot or per area that I shoot in. I post like one to like three photos of that, mm, that okay. subject. Yeah. But the rest, I just, I mean, I post my favorites and then some, some of the things I take photos of are just personal. Like, like I'm having lunch with my girlfriend. Yeah. But like, yeah. here's the thing is like, when you look back at those photos or videos, it, it just snaps to you. It's just, I remember that it brings back memories, you know? Like, oh, I remember when we did this. And then you, it, it can use it as like a conversation piece too. Like, yeah. it just, all the memories just start coming back to you. And it's, it's nice. This is kind of pushing it, but do you feel like it's kind of therapeutic in a way? Cause it kind of reminds you of like to cherish the little moments. Cause that's what photography is. If you really think about it. Yeah. When I take my camera out, I try to just snap 
almost anything, dude. Like, I mean, sometimes I'll forget about it. Like, oh, I have my camera. I forgot. But if I have it out and like ready to go, I'm just like snapping pictures of everything. Like if it's just like having lunch or like taking a walk, it's nice. You know, like it, it gives you, gives you joy, like memories, you know? Yeah. Little reminders. I like little reminders of little happiness. Totally get what you're saying. Cause uh, I do. I mean, I used to do like videography Oh yeah, did and, I? Remember. Um, <laughs> obviously, the the final product because I do like random skits and whatever. It's oh, nothing serious, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny when I bring that up because it's kind of like what you explained. Because it's not even the final product that I actually remember. It's more yeah. of like the behind the scenes, yeah, exactly, and like the laughs and you know like funny times that we had shooting it. You remember like all the the conversations that happened, <laughs> yeah, and, like all that. What's what's that girl's name? Marie Kondo? Does this spark joy like that, dude? <laughs> I mean, that's definitely our own version of it for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So ultimately, it just seems like photography has just let you be your whole self. Yeah, it's it's very expressive. And what do you normally shoot? So you mentioned uh, landscape, urban, uh, portraits. Yeah, I like to do portraits, but I'm still learning on like how to do them well. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, practice makes perfect. So. Yeah, portraits is nice because it it gives you like a connection with the person you're shooting, you mm-hmm. know. Like you can see like raw emotion, you know. Cuz you do paid ones sometimes, right? I do, yeah, every now and then. Yeah, usually portraits, mm-hmm. usually couple stuff. Mm-hmm. Um my last shoot that was paid, I did for a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. It was like two shoots in one. It was like a Valentine's Day for their page and yeah. then the other one was just like the spring collection or whatever. When you have those clients, though, technically, that's kind of part of the job or whatever you're getting paid for that you want to capture who they are and then express it in the portraits that they'll eventually. Exactly. For me, my favorite portraits are the candid ones. Mm-hmm. Like it, it shows the raw emotion because it's like for what I do sometimes it's like because they look like really uptight, really nervous, yeah. anxious. So I'll be like, I'll crack a joke. Like yeah. I have everything ready. Yeah. Crack a joke. And they'll start busting out laughing and I'll just burst it, dude. And then like you can see that raw laughter. That's what I like. I like getting the the raw emotion from the person. You do family ones too, right? And like I don't do too much family ones because like I don't I don't like doing events. Oh, because yeah. with events, it's like, hey, take a picture it's of a us. Different feel. And then it's, it's like, a different dude, feel. Like, yeah, it's a different feel. Like I like having the intimacy of one on one, one on two, that type. Because it's usually for like a a life circumstance sometimes too. Like yeah, some... an engagement, a pregnancy, baby shower. Not baby shower, like um announcements or something. Announcement, like yeah, like that. It's like big events that they want to cherish. Want to document too and to cherish, yeah. So it's kind of like you're paying a piece to their story. It's like I want yeah, something sure. to capture that happy moment. For me too, that's like, it's an honor. Because it's like, damn, you chose me to like, and you trust me that I'll be able to do this for you. Right. And it's like, dude, I just, that's why when I do paid shoots, I put my absolute all into it. Like, I just want to be the very best I can. I just want the client to be happy. It sucks because some people who may not understand like the art in general of photography, yeah. some yeah. people will think like, yeah, pose this way and then you're done. Yeah. It's a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? It's like, especially as if you know a person, you're not going to fucking fold your hands in front of you and be like, <laughs> all right, smile like you're in a second grade photo. For sure. <laughs> All right, so let's hop into hard hitters. So this is kind of just recapping some of what we've talked about, but really ultimately just paying homage. Homage? 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 
homage just homage <laughs> homage to your to your life so far yeah what is one life event that you're most thankful for life event i think it was just finding myself that's probably the biggest thing that changed me was when i found myself and who i truly was is when i came at peace with everything and i just accepted everything. how would you explain what that is though to you to me um oh, that's like because just to give you an example just to push you a little bit yeah some people can say finding myself was just to realize like i just gotta accept that i am this way and not yeah. all my friends for example will accept me for who i am like that can be finding yourself like what's your narrative that's, that's funny that you mentioned that because like as soon as like i found my real friend group like, i don't have to act a certain way to like upkeep something or whatever like i can totally be myself around everybody that's one's like okay this is who i am like i accept it because you know before like in high school like oh you like anime you're hella weird shit like that yeah, like yeah. once i accepted who i was like i like video games i like anime i like comics like photography like a bunch of nerdy shit yeah that's when i was like okay i accept myself this is who i am this is who i'm probably gonna be that's where it is like that's where i truly grasp where like i accepted myself so thankful for more of like you accepting yourself, but also being able to surround yourself with others who kind of embrace that, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Uh, what is one favorite memorable defining moment or event in your life? <sighs> Something that made you feel whole. Um, you know, it can be in your career, it can be know. in your personal life. Probably my job, my current job. Before, I could not hold the job for more than a month or two. Like, I was hopping jobs, like, every few months. Couldn't find anything I liked. But as soon as I started working for Trader Joe's, like, I fit right in. Imagine, like, a grocery store with all the misfits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's basically what we are, dude. People with tattoos, colored hair, piercings in the face. Like, that's... It's like a melting pot for all the misfits. It's perfect, because, like, it's the only job that I stayed at for more than like a year yeah it's been there for a while now yeah i'm running on three years this july man, <laughs> yeah, so it's dude. like it's almost there bro i just want to mention that that's really refreshing to hear because again one of the conversations that you and i have had like over the years because yeah. i was at a different job than what i am at now yeah and yeah, i remember yeah. we would just have like long <laughs> we just have a long <laughs> text chats about you know oh, just fuck work. Passion. <laughs> yeah it was it was fuck work but it was also like <laughs> The reason for that is like we're just trying to find something where we just truly fit in. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the thing with my stories too is like it's damn near family, man. Like, mm. it's everybody just gets along. It's yeah. like even the managers are super cool. Like everything, dude. As cliche as it sounds, when when they say, "Oh, we're no, we're more than a crew, we're family." Yeah. But like here at my TJs, it's like it definitely is that way. We just accept each other. If anything, I'm sure it boosts morale, too. Like, right now, morale's at an all-time high at the store. Even sure. with COVID and all that? Yeah. Dude, we've been moving and grooving, man. <laughs> Again, respect to uh, going through all this, especially at this time. So, Oh, for sure, dude. What's one aspect in your life that you think needs a little bit more improvement or just care and attention? For me, it's communication. I am not the best talker. I tend to bottle things up. And the more I bottle things up, the more I explode at the end. But if I feel some type of way, I usually just keep it to myself. I don't tell anybody. And I feel like that's something I can change as well. So I can so I can be more open to my loved ones and my friends, you know. 
I mean, maybe this is just me. This is my narrative. I feel like yeah. the more you become more jaded in life, it's just yeah. harder to even like express shit like that. Oh yeah, for sure. And I feel like that kind of comes with a fair share of us being through some shit. Yeah. Again, I'm talking on my behalf. I feel like I don't want to burden somebody sometimes because it's like yeah, that's definitely what it is. I, I feel that way too. I don't want to throw my problems onto somebody and then they just like. And the worst feeling is when they don't even care. It's like they're like they kind of brush it off. And well, it's it like, sucks yeah. when they act like they don't care, but really they do. You know what I mean? We that goes oh, yeah, into yeah. something else. Yeah, that's another rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Point being is that you know just trying to be more open and even yeah, just being like, sure. hey, I didn't like the way that you said that to me is more than enough sometimes. Yeah, definitely. So, what are three things that you're most thankful for right now? One being like relationships, friend relationships, family relationships, uh, mm-hmm. my girlfriend. I'm just thankful for like throughout the pandemic, I had work still like some people lost their job, lost their homes. Thankful. I still have everything that I started with. I'm just thankful that my mental health is decent. It's like, it's not bad. It's not good, but I have good and bad days. I'm glad that I'm like level headed, you know, like I'm not like how it was when I was 19. Like we just talked about things are getting better. I'm just thankful that things are good. And you're evolving, man. Like, that's the nice part about this, too. I'm turning level 27 this year. (laughs) 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 It's refreshing to have this conversation because I feel like you can just tell that we're still going at it. Like, we didn't give up. Especially that we have changed. I mean, in good ways. Oh, we changed a lot. Like, the way we had conversations back then is like, yeah, fuck this, blah, 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 blah. But now it's like... (laughs) Eh, I have some reservations about certain things. It's like, maybe not fuck that, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's we're, we're more mature now. I like the, Oh think. yeah, for sure. So it's, it's, I'm just saying it's refreshing to have this conversation. Yeah, most definitely dude. Let's see. What's your definition of success? Fuck. You want to know my real definition of success? Yeah. For me, I know I made it once. I don't have to set an alarm in the morning. <laughs> yeah (laughs) that's usually a giveaway yeah yeah that's that's once i made it i don't have to set alarm i'm gonna push it a little bit further though Yeah, go for it. do you think of success more as like well if you did have a alarm clock what would it be for for work (laughs) or what's your cap of there like success being more around like your work or more about like personal accomplishments because that's what i'm kind of getting at i get what you're saying with the analogy or whatever you want to call it but i feel like for me is like I guess my true, my dream in life is to be my own boss. Like, I don't want to work under anybody. I want to work on my time, work on, like, whatever I want to do. I know there's going to be, like, deadlines and such, but, like, that should be the worst of it. And last question, what advice would you give to somebody who hasn't pursued their passions, goals, or full potential in life? Um, For me, i just say, just go for it. If you have doubts... Throw them doubts aside. Invest in yourself. Mm. That's the best way I can put it. Invest in yourself. Thanks for listening. Hope you really enjoyed that episode. And big shout out to CJ just for being 100% real and authentic in that conversation. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at hint of underscore lemon. Also, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.